Welcome to the Photo Booth International Podcast, live from Dallas, Texas. Find us online at photoboothinternational.com. Welcome back to the Photo Booth International Podcast. Jasmine Pather here. I have a special guest today. Her name is Cami, and she is with Beautiful Event Rental. She has over over eight years of experience running her own event rental company. Um, she's also based here out of the DFW area. Um, we connected through a mutual networking group on Facebook, and I took a look at her stuff, and I think that she'll be able to add great value uh, for you guys. So I hope that you guys take notes, and uh, thank you, Kelly, for coming on. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with your listeners today. Awesome. So um, obviously, I want people to know your story. So tell me a little bit about how you ended up in the event rental industry. What made you start this type of business? Yeah, of course. So I started in the events industry in 2010 as a wedding planner and did primarily weddings. We, um, gosh, back in 2010, that was when DIY and like rustic and burlap and lace and mason jars that was so popular and so we had so many people who were doing that and then I would get these um, brides who would say hey I've got 50 mason jars and I've got you know 20 burlap runners and I've got all these things and I don't know what to do with it so do you want it and I was like sure I mean I have other clients who want that as well and so sure I'll take it and um, provide it for them And so that's kind of what started the rental company. So two years into my planning company, I decided to launch Beautiful Event Rentals. And this was when I was actually living in Phoenix, Arizona. I started my business out in Phoenix. Um, Unfortunately, life landed me as a single mom and going through a divorce in 2014. And so two years into my rental company, four years into my wedding planning company, I decided to move to Dallas, Texas, where my family lives. And so I have the unique opportunity that I have gotten to start my rental company two times. And um, it's been a blessing and um, a struggle at the same time, because one, you get to redo maybe what you regret not doing before. And then um, the struggle is that nobody knows you when you move to a new city. And so... um, you know, I've gotten to do it again and I've gotten to have the opportunity to fail and try to figure out how to do rentals and be profitable and successful at it. And it's funny because I worked a part-time job or a full-time job actually when I moved here to Dallas, Texas. And the moment I decided to go full-time into my business instead of just having it as a side hustle, my revenue, my business just blew up. And now we're one of the biggest rental companies here in the DFW Metroplex. Um, And really in the South, we travel all the way to um, Houston, down South. We go all the way up to Fayetteville, up in Arkansas, um, Shreveport in Louisiana. So we go pretty much all over as far as our clients want to pay for us to come, essentially. And so that's where we started Um, in 2019 or sorry, 2018, we made the jump to doing corporate events versus just wedding. And so with that, we bought out another rental company, um, at the end of 2017, and then we bought out another rental company 
in 2018. And so we've had the opportunity to buy out two companies to one, expand our inventory like crazy overnight. Mm -hmm. And then two, have a whole new type of customer um, come into our, our realm of what we do. And so um, it's been a crazy journey and a, and a long ride. And this year in 2020, obviously everyone has gone through this COVID uh, situation. And in the yep. events industry, I feel like it's getting hit very hard. Um, and so we've pivoted a couple times. So we are doing more virtual events. We're doing more small, um, tiny weddings and tiny events. And so um, with that, I have uh, stepped into an educator role for rental professionals. And I too have a podcast and a few different courses in coaching um, groups that I lead up. And so it's an exciting world and rentals is a tough world. I, I know where most people are starting with those, you know, smashed fingers underneath your inventory because you are trying to lift something too heavy. I've been there on the 2 a.m. pickups from events and within 24 hours back up at 6 a.m. for the next delivery. So I get it. It's tough. And um, I'm hoping that this podcast episode, I can teach you a little bit about how we've done what we do and now are getting a full, you know, eight to 10 hours of sleep without having to (laughs) get up in the middle of the night to go pick up a whole bunch of items. So anyways, that's a little bit about me over the last 10 years that I've been in this crazy industry. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's amazing how you just said, you know, you had the opportunity to not only start your new business, you know, in Arizona, but then, you know, try again and and learn from your previous mistakes, you know, so what were some of those challenges that you faced as a new company, you know, whether that be the first time or the second time around here in Dallas? Yeah, I think something that everybody struggles with is doing it on your own. If you are the only person who is running your business, which I know there is tons of people who are solopreneurs, um, you might have a business partner like a sister or a friend that has gone into business. But in the beginning, it's tough. It's so tough to do it on your own and and do literally everything. I mean, with any business, whether it be rental company or a photo booth company or you know, a DJ company or whatever you do, there's so much to do when you do it on your own. There's the uh, clients that are reaching out. Then you have to do the follow-ups. You have to take out the trash. You have to go do the deliveries. You have to go pick it up and clean your inventory and restock it and meet with clients. And, and you feel like you have to do it perfectly the entire time and you can't show flaws and you have to, you know, there's the saying, fake it till you make it. And it's tough and it's stressful. And, um, I know that I have felt that and still to this day, sometimes feel that when we are, you know, crazy busy and have 20 events on a weekday. So, um, all that to say, I think it's tough doing it on your own and everyone starts on your own, whether it be for a year or five years, everyone starts on their own. People are, you know, trying to invest money into their company to build your inventory and build your um, trucks that you use and and all the logistics. And then we think about the staff and Mm -hmm. then we figure out, okay, now I have a little bit more room uh, to pay for someone to work for me. And so I think the biggest struggle is being a solopreneur and, and just doing 
all the things Mm -hmm. and not feeling like you have a huge support system. I know that most of my students who um, I coach are feeling that and they're like, oh my gosh, there's so much to do and not enough time and ah, like going crazy. So that's probably the biggest struggle I see in most companies. And uh, how did, at what point did you realize, uh, okay, I think, well, first of all, I think it's very important as a solopreneur, as a new business owner to learn the ropes of like from A to Z. And and that way, once you do get to a point where you can hire someone, you know, what level of expectation you're going to ask of them, you know, you're going to be able to actually follow through and make sure that they did the job properly. You'll be able to better train them. So I remember that myself having to go out and work these events, um, photo booth events back in, you know, 2012, 2013. And, um, you know, yeah, it's tough having to load equipment into your truck or whatever vehicle and then go in there and not knowing what issues you're going to run into. But um, it's important. It was important for me to know, okay, this is what an attendant, if I were to hire, this is what they would face. So here's how I can better train them. Um, So with that being said, um, at what point did you hire help? for your business since you did everything on your own for so long? Yeah. Um, I hired my first employee in 2017. Um, so it was gosh, five years into the business doing it all on my own before I hired someone. Mm -hmm. And that's meaning my first full-time person. I did hire high school, um, guys to do like football players and basketball players who have the muscles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but at that point, I still went on deliveries with them um, and oversaw everything because I wasn't about to put all of my inventory into a high schooler's hands. Um, so I did have uh, kind of part-time staff probably start, gosh, in 2016, maybe 2015. Um, and then from there, I um, hired my first full-time like real employee in 2017. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but the biggest, gosh, probably the biggest thing that I would uh, urge people to do before they start hiring is to set up some systems and set up some SOPs and processes and how do you do what you do? Because the moment that you hire, your business will scale like crazy. It just will because out of all the things that you do, now you're giving some of those tasks to somebody else. And so your business is about to scale if you're about to hire. And so before, one of the things that I wish I would have done before I hired anyone was I wish I would have written down and got really clear on, hey, this is how we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I coach so many people on uh, still. I was actually just talking to a friend of mine yesterday who has a mobile coffee cart business um, here in Dallas, Night Owl Coffee. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, Um, but he was talking about trying to hire and he's got a couple people that he's interviewing. And I said, stop before you do that, (laughs) before you bring someone on, go through. And I said, right now is the perfect time because you have time to do it. You're not having to service all these events. Mm -hmm. I said, before you do a thing with hiring, figure out what you do and Mm -hmm. how you do it. Where do you get your stuff? What are your um, passwords and uh, places that you you know, have your softwares or your logins or anything that you do. Um, how do you receive inquiries and how do you follow up with them? And then how do you actually execute an actual event? Like mm-hmm. write it all down and have 
this is my standard operating procedure, which is, which is what an SOP is. Um, and this is how I do what I do before you go and hire someone, because otherwise you're going to get even busier after you hire someone trying to train them and one your SOPs will help them try to figure out what to do without having to ask you every two seconds what you do. Um, but it also makes the employee and the team member feel like, Hey, they prepared for me. They expected this to happen and they're ready for me to, to start with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so prepare for it, write it all down, figure out what you do exactly before you start hiring. Completely a hundred percent agree with you. Um, when we started to hire, um, again, well, my husband, Josh started the rental business before I came into the picture. Uh, previously I was a pharmacy tech. And so coming from a world where it's like a, a, a routine, I, I knew what to do. Same thing every day going into a completely new startup where he's not the best at process and procedure. I'll tell you that (laughs) I was able to bring that to the table and that's how we were able to find that balance. But going in, I was just like, well, how do you, do you check the boots before you go out and work events? And he was like, Nope. Uh, Well, do you verify the address and do you verify all the, you know, event information prior to going out and working the event? No, I hadn't thought about that. So I create a checklist. Okay, well, we got to have the props and we got to have extra ink and paper and we got to have this and that. And then slowly that became, okay, the new, the new SOP, right? You know, before an attendant would go out, okay, these are the things you have to check for. You have to test your booth. You have to check for traffic. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a full list of things, but uh, I can totally see how if you don't have that in place, it just creates more chaos. And then that I know a lot of people struggle with handing things over whenever they hire someone for the first time. Yep. So this actually facilitates that, right? Because then um, there's a clear uh, process. There's a clear reason why the employee is going to do what you're asking them to do. Mm -hmm. And you're able to focus on what you need to do and let them take care of that and then just audit their work. So I love that. A lot of people don't, think about that side they're just like well I need help and I'm gonna hire someone and let's go but yeah that's a very important key yeah (laughs) and and when you start putting these SOPs and processes together I mean I know it's a lot of work because we uh, put them together (laughs) so I get that it's a lot of work and so something that you could do um, which someone told me this after I put my SOPs together and I was like oh why didn't you tell me this before is hire a friend or a sibling or someone to come and shadow you for like two days or a week or however long you need them to shadow you, but have them come and like transcribe everything that you do. Hmm. So typically on a normal basis outside of the COVID, you know, time, um, we typically have like inquiries that come in daily or every other day or something like that. And so have someone close to you who's a friend or a family member or even hire um, a virtual assistant or hire mm-hmm. um, you know a temporary contractor to come in for just a couple days and transcribe everything you do and so they would literally sit right next to you as you're receiving the inquiry now this is what I do now this is what I do mm-hmm. and you don't even have to explain everything I mean you can but as long as they're watching you do what you do then they can just write down like receive inquiry uh, next step is you know, call them or email them. And if they don't answer, then this is what you do. And if they 
you know, and just go through the entire process. And so I love that. It's a simple thing to do if yeah. you don't feel like you have the time to put it. Yeah. Together. And if it's a family member, you can just buy them dinner and then you. Yeah. Eat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like I'll pay for your coffee in the morning and your lunch and then, yeah. I'll cook you dinner. I'll babysit for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trade your services back and forth. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just have to get creative, right? Sometimes we just so yeah. inside the box and all it takes is a to ask for help, which some of us are bad at doing. I admit I suck <laughs> at that sometimes. And then B is getting creative, right? Being resourceful. It's not yeah. a matter of um, money. It's a matter of being resourceful. So yeah, exactly. I love that. I'll have to keep that in mind for any future like new ventures where I'm like, okay, I'll need to create whole new processes from scratch. I'll love, I love that. Yeah. And your yeah. processes aren't always going to stay the same. Like yeah. always have in the back of your mind, hey, this can be changed. This can be altered. Mm-hmm. As you go. I mean, our processes live in Google Docs and they are editable. And so if we decide, hey, we want to do it a little bit differently, we could just go in there and navigate to where we want to change something and change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so know that when you do your SOPs, they don't have to live there forever the same way that you started them. Um, in fact, they should change at least once a year and be updated at least once a year, if not um, every you know few months. I agree. Um, Anytime we hire a new employee and we start to onboard them and we start to go through these SOPs, that's also a good opportunity to kind of verify, okay, is this the most accurate? Um, For example, what we actually do or is this what we hope that we do? Yeah. Do we still use this tool? Uh, Did they update something on their site and does it, is the process completely different now? Uh, Something that we use is Loom. Uh, Have you heard of Loom? I have. Yeah. Okay. So that's something that we use a lot, especially right now during COVID because we're not in the same room. So it's a lot easier just to, uh, Lumit is a, um, a recording tool that you can install on your computer and you can record your screen and you can record yourself if you want to, and you can just kind of walk through what you're doing on the computer. And then, um, the same employee that watches the video, what we've done is like, Hey, Jason, do you mind here's a new process for this. Do you mind actually transcribing it into a process and putting it in the doc in Google docs? That's what we use too. And attaching this video and that way the next person that comes on or, or your assistant can, yeah. can just follow this step and they, the employees don't mind. They're like, yeah, sure. And it also helps them retain the process if they're yeah. having to type out the process themselves. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's other things you can use are either zoom or QuickTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those are great resources for sure. Perfect. I'm always interested to hear how other people do SOPs. <laughs> There's so many tools out there now. There's so many. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned that you have been able to really take on a lot of the corporate clients. So yeah. what advice do you have uh, for people who are currently only maybe thinking about private events such as weddings, birthdays, how can they branch out and, and get more business with corporate clients? Yeah. So we, um, one of the companies that we bought out in 2017, 80% of their business was corporate driven. Mm. And so we learned a lot from that transition and then just talking to our clients about what they needed and what they wanted and, and how that worked. Mm-hmm. And corporate has, you know, changed and evolved since 2017. It's very different nowadays. Um, but some of my biggest tips to 
move from doing just weddings to corporate or doing like weddings and social events and wanting to expand into the corporate world mm-hmm. is um, one on your website and the way that you present yourself on your website, on your social media, really anywhere should be talking about corporate and showing that you do corporate. I know that when we, gosh, probably a few months into starting with corporate, we still had some wedding terms or we had like our conversation or some of our canned emails had wedding terms. Mm -hmm. And we had one of our corporate clients, they were like, have you ever actually done a corporate event? And we're like, yeah, we do corporate events. Like we get it. Like it's, yeah, we do corporate events. And they're like, okay, it's funny because you asked me um, who the day of coordinator was and we don't really use those terms. And we're like, oh, okay. Like we need to change up some things. And so if you go to our website, you probably won't see anything that is um, bride or couple or wedding or even talking about corporate. I mean, we have very general language on our website and we have weddings in our portfolio. We have lots of different corporate and brand activations and um, small gatherings in our portfolio. And so showing lots of different types of events is a good thing. And you can show your clients that Um, SEO is also a really great thing to start doing when you want to get into corporate. Most of our corporate clients find us from Google, from a simple Google search of um, corporate event rentals, Dallas or event rentals, Dallas or, um, you know, terms around that. And so I would highly recommend trying to learn SEO before you go out and hire someone because there's a lot of people who are, who will scam you when it comes to SEO, who will say, Oh, you need to spend a thousand dollars a month to get SEO. And we're like, "Ah, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Um, so I would say SEO and then what you have on your website Mm -hmm. uh, will go a long ways. Most corporate companies are not going to look at your Instagram or your Facebook um, if they do, it's just to check out to make sure that you're an actual company. Okay. Um, otherwise, they're going to live on LinkedIn and then Google to find you. And so mm-hmm. having on your website copy, which is just the text and the paragraphs that are on your homepage and on um, your portfolio pages or your galleries or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that most people are like, well, how do I show that I do corporate events if I don't do corporate events? Plan a style shoot, plan something that shows off corporate. Yeah. Um, if you use like a logo, like corporate loves brandable things. They love having their logo on the side of things or they like having their um, brand colors or things that represent like, hey, this is Mary Kay or hey, this is Nike. Um, you will want to get licensing if you have um, a style shoot with their logo on it, but you can even just do simple like, colors within corporate um, companies and, and all that. But plan a solid shoot. Solid shoots are not just for weddings. You can do a solid shoot for corporate events. Show off like um, if you do photo booths, then show off like a photo booth with different types of people who are not dressed in wedding attire. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have rentals and you don't, and you do a whole bunch of other things outside of photo booths, you know, put together a style shoot for like a merchandise shop that's typically at a corporate event or a check-in station or 
um, a panel stage with panel seating or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're welcome to go to our website and check out our portfolio and get some inspiration as far as your shoots go. Mm-hmm. All of the things on our portfolio are real events um, because we have plenty to pick from. Beautiful, by the way. I oh, was looking at your so website. I'm like, oh, I mean, everything, I mean, the wedding looks so dreamy, but also the corporate looks so clean, modern, and elevated. It just oh, really thank nice. you so much. I appreciate that. We put a lot of years and work into making <laughs> it that way. Um, but those are just some simple ways to start getting into the corporate world is show that you do corporate, even if you don't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just show some solid shoots with it. Um, I mean, you can do this for free. You could trade with another person who wants to get into corporate. I know there's so many photographers who are like, I want to do corporate, but I only do weddings. And you, so you can team up with someone and be like, Hey, I know you want to get into corporate. I want to get into corporate. Let's do a solid shoot that shows that. So lots of different options. Yeah. Leveraging partnerships and working with your fellow um, business owners that are in the same niche, right? That's very important. Um, but like you said, catering your messaging to the corporate world, even if you haven't worked an event, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, it w- I was like in my first year of, of the photo booth rental company. And um, I got a call from, I think it was Pandora, and they were working with McDonald's. And this girl, you know, she was probably the first real big corporate phone call that I that I got. So yeah. I'm sitting there and she said, you know, she went straight into her what she needed, right? They go straight to the point. And she said, We're working on a on a on an install for McDonald's and Pandora. And we want to know if you can put a booth on a trust system facing a one of those McDonald's ball pits. Yeah. You know, she said, and we want the photo booth to take pictures of people like laying inside the ball pit. (laughs) And so I'm sitting there like, um, and I guess Josh, my husband could tell like something was, was going on. So he said, what's going on? I'm like, can you hold on for just a second? And I put her on hold and I'm telling him they want something crazy. I've never heard of this. And I'm telling him they want this and this. And he said, let me talk to her. And he takes the phone and he's like, yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can do that. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just send me the specs. Yeah. Okay. I'll take care of that. I'll get you a quote. And he's just a yes, man. Like he's yeah. going to figure out how to, ha- how to make it happen in me. I'm sitting there like, I never heard of this. Like this sounds so overwhelming, but that would be my tip is don't be too scared to, to take a risk. And there's always ways that you can kind of come up with, um, you know, what they're asking for, but I would say that was one of our very first major corporate events. And I remember um, we, Josh gave them a, a pretty good quote because we did have to mount the camera system on a trust. It was almost like a DJ trust system. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he's like, you know, this is totally custom. It's a, it's a three-day event. We're, it, and it was probably one of our biggest events that yeah. first year. And so that kind of opened up the doors to corporate and then we realized, wow, there's a lot of money to be made with corporate clients. Yep. And not only is there a lot of money there, but there's also um, now we have content to push out. And we created a section on our website for corporate events. Yeah. We, we created everything branded for McDonald's and Pandora. And then soon enough, we were getting calls from Coca-Cola, you know, Virgin Airlines. I mean, yeah. Southwest. It was really, yeah. really cool. 
So yeah, you start in that and you have content to share from an event, it opens up the doors to so much because then they see, hey, they know what they're doing. Yep. We started with Nike. Nike was our first corporate event and then we posted all about it. And then now we work with the Cowboys and we work with LinkedIn and we work with so many other companies that, um, that we never thought that we could do and, and always dreamed of like, Oh my gosh, it'd be so great if we could work with this company. And now they're calling us and they're like, Hey, we want to work with you. And we're like, Oh my gosh. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't be afraid to step outside of the box. They want different stuff because they yeah. don't want someone to be like, oh, that's what, you know, my competitor did. So exactly. they are thinking way outside the box. Mm-hmm. And so don't be afraid. I know most weddings want to stay in this little box of this is what we do and um, which is all well and good. And it looks beautiful and pretty, but corporate is like, give me all the colors, all the experiences, all the things that we can be different. Yeah, that's exactly it. They want to stand out from their competition. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the next thing I wanted to ask you is obviously we touched a little bit about, you know, COVID and uh, I would like to know a little bit more about how it's impacted your business and how, you know, how you've handled the changes. Uh, I know you mentioned earlier that you already had, um, you know, education um, out there that you were working on. So have you kind of been able to focus on that more? How, what's going on with you? Yeah, so the um, the COVID, I think, has hit everyone super hard. It's hit us hard for sure. Uh, but one of the biggest things I learned a couple of years ago was save your money for a rainy day. And I know most of us professionals were like, yeah, a rainy day is not going to come. Like events are always going to happen. Yeah. People still get married and even in the middle of craziness, even in the middle of a recession, like it's fine. But I really took it to heart about a year ago of like, no, I really do need to save because one, we haven't had a recession in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And typically rental pieces like ours or photo booths or things like that, that's a want. It's not necessarily a need. And so I kept thinking like a rainy day is going to come. And I don't know how hard it's going to hit. Hopefully it won't hit as hard as 2008 hit, but something's going to happen. And so for the last couple of years, we've been saving our money, putting into a savings account. And that's the number one thing that has gotten us through this COVID. Uh, We didn't receive any PPP money until, gosh, like six weeks, eight weeks in. So for that amount of time, we had to figure it out and we still don't have any EIDL money or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest thing is save your pennies, save your money because something is going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable. Um, And so that's one thing that's gotten us through, but then we've had to figure out like we've never had to look at doing virtual events. We've never had to look at doing live stream rentals because it wasn't a thing before people just wanted to be in person like everybody wants to. And so we started surveying our clients. Like I said, we do a lot of corporate. And so we sent a survey to all of our clients probably two or three weeks after COVID hit because we didn't want to be naive to what the world was doing and happening. And so we sent it probably two or three weeks in and just said, yeah, there's a list of questions that was like, hey, how interested would you be in hosting a virtual event or a live stream? And if you are, what 
will you need, will you need like streaming services and will you need rentals and like what, what all would your needs be at this moment? Mm -hmm. So from that, then we got to follow up with everyone who took the survey and I think we gave them like a hundred dollars credit towards any order coming up. And so, um, we surveyed, it was easy to do that because we wanted to know real information instead of just guessing and shooting in the dark of like, what do people want? Um, and so that's what we're doing. We're doing mostly virtual and small events. We just had our first event last week and we have two or three more this week, which is exciting. And it's, um, you know, it feels good to be doing some events again, but, um, what we did in the beginning was surveyed people and we just said, Hey, what's, what are the feelers that you have? How are you wanting to approach your events coming up? Um, and then from there, we just started doing it. I see. Uh, and then we, of course, we have the education platform and thankfully we've, uh, we were thinking about doing the education platform before COVID hit and we actually had planned for the podcast and the e-course and all that to launch early 2021 and now we have the time. <laughs> so um, all of that's launched. We have the podcast that's already launched and then we have our full Rental Biz Academy launching um, in July of 2020. So. Wow. How exciting. Good to have the time to work on that. But at the same time, um, our primary income is event related. And so we need to figure out, okay, if if live events and happening, things happening in person are not going to happen, what else can we do? Because you just can't sit and not have income coming in. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's when you have to really put your thinking cap on and really think, okay, I think it's great that you actually asked you know, your, your existing customers, Hey, what are your needs? How can I help you? How can um, I help you pivot what you had planned? Uh, yeah. Because often we want to make decisions based on like emotion or there's uncertainty, but you collected the data and then you are able to actually execute, you know, right. upon the data. So I think that's great. That's definitely important. Um, as far as the events happening here. I mean, obviously we're in Texas, so Texas opened up a lot sooner than other places. Yeah. And so I was just talking to, we have a private Facebook group with all of our um, customers. Mm-hmm. And so we've been excited to see it went from like people posting, here's my setup for this weekend. And here's what I did this weekend, <laughs> to like crickets. Right. Yeah. So uh, just this past week we had um, two Two customers here in the DFW area. One customer did an event for Lifetime Fitness in Fort Worth. And then um, another customer, he did a small, what looked like a wedding or a party, a private event at a venue. So there's, you know, there's hope. Things are slowly (laughs) picking back up. And so um, it's been really nice to see that. It's like a little light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, but I think what you're doing with the education platform is great because, again, that's that's what we're about as a company, too, is we were in the photo booth rental business for, you know, a, a good while. And so we made a lot of mistakes along the way. And so our goal with Photo Booth International is to empower our new entrepreneurs, give them the tools and the resources they need so that they can grow their rental business and hopefully, you know, branch out into event rentals or branch out and, and, and do something else and then be able to be a full-time entrepreneur um, 
I left the pharmacy world because it became just too much for me. And my husband, Josh, he left um, like a, a huge corporate job where he was at a call center. Uh, and they told him like he lost his job because they moved his whole department to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. So just being entrepreneurs has given us a lot of freedom. And so we know that during this time, a lot of people have had this time to really think about, am I really happy with my job? Is this really yeah. what I want to do? Is there more inside of me? Um, and so I know that there's going to be a whole new like group of brand new entrepreneurs to come out of COVID. Yeah. Um, and so I think what you're doing is great because people need the, the, the resources, they need the, the information and they need to know that um, it's possible and that they can do it too. So I think that's well, awesome. There's not, a, there's not a lot of education out there for well, professionals. I know that when I started, there was nothing out there. There wasn't even like same <laughs> resource list or anything. I was like, okay, we're just going to make it up and yeah. well. Um, and so I've put together this platform because there's still, you know, eight years in, there's still not a lot that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, you know, e-course on how to do this. And so um, I put together one and there was really no rental specific podcast out there. And so I put together one because I have such a huge passion for learning and I have a huge passion for pouring back into my industry, um, especially the niche industry of event rentals. Mm -hmm. And so it's just exciting. And I love hearing that the listeners that we have and the students that we have are like, thank goodness there's something because there's not been anything. And so it's exciting to put together. So wonderful. Well, Cami, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, where can people find you? They want to yes. look you up. Yeah. So our podcast is called The Render Podcast. Um, you can listen on Apple or Spotify. Um, and then you can go to our website, beautifuleventrentals.com. And on there, we have an education platform where you can um, you know, sign up to be on the wait list for our course or reach out and we'd love to you know, talk more. So that's where you can find us on social media. We are um, at beautiful underscore event underscore rentals or my personal where I do a lot of the education is at Miss Cam Alexandra, M-S-C-A-M and then Alexandra. So I hope to see people on there and um, pour into you guys. I have a freebie that I've told you about. Um, it's how to pivot from wedding events to corporate events. And so I hope you enjoy that um, and hope to see people soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much again. And thank you for sharing that um, PDF. I think that would be such a great tool for our listeners. And um, again, guys, I think there was a lot of great value here. So make sure to uh, take a second to uh, listen again and take some notes. And again, uh, check out her website, because I think that Um, You can get lots of great ideas if you're thinking about going into the event rental niche. So um, you model someone that's successful. Uh, So again, thank you, Cam. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Thank you.